Nice for goal! And finishes off the PSG victory! Nunez est lancé, Nuno Mendes rapide, Nuno Mendes passe devant Trois-Dardans! Le tir! Oh, il est beau celui-là! Le but de Nuno Mendes! Pour le Paris Saint-Germain, parce que le Paris Saint-Germain c'est le plus important. Il est dans le football, il est doit aller. Et je suis fatigué! Je suis fatigué! Hello and welcome to PSG Review, the show back from the international break with the best intentions, but we shall find out what the execution is. Ho- hopefully more effective than with our team against Nice last night as I'm recording this on Saturday. Also known as the show that dries a solitary tear from the corner of my eye as we finally said goodbye to Marco Verrat. Today we aren't talking too much about Marco, since I was addressing his status as a PSG legend last week in the show when the deal was looking fairly certain, but now it is actually done. I wish him good luck genuinely from the bottom of my heart. And another deal that was mentioned last week as potentially not happening after all the talk was Julian Draxler, but now again it looks like it wasn't so much a cancellation of the deal, just a delay, and he might after all be moving to Qatar as well. Great to see that uh, Jessica ID and Setani Tang can continue their beautiful friendship in Doha. They are the partners of these two players, but enough said about that because love is a mysterious and beautiful thing, but these relationships haven't exactly been correlating with the increase of form for either player who, of course, are alone in charge of their careers and, to be honest, with you families, more important than anything, and I'm not saying this in any sarcastic way at all. Honestly, I just hope that everybody can be happy and things work out for the best. My name is Miko. Great to have you with me. And no, this has not become a show about footballers' wives who can sometimes become soft targets and victims of terrible misogyny as we just want their partners to perform on the pitch. You can follow me online at PSG Review Pod on Twitter and at PSG Review on Instagram. Feel free to ask questions or share opinions. And always appreciated are also the reviews on Apple Podcasts or rating the show there, Spotify or wherever it is possible. That always pushes the algorithms to a more favorable direction for me and help the show to reach more people. Today we talk about the match against Olympique Gymnastique Club de Nice, or OGC Nice, as they are more commonly known. Another French club with the wealthy owners who probably at least partially want to be associated with things other than their environmental controversies, pollution and leakages that have been even hospitalized some of their employees, or their British owner Jim Radcliffe's rolling pushing for Brexit while moving his billionaire fortunes to Monaco to escape taxes. See, it's not just our owners who require critique in French football, but we are not here focusing on that too much further. The take-home message basically is that big football clubs are rarely owned by very nice people, but there was a match being played at Park as the teams had returned from their international break. After the goodbyes to Marco Verratti, PSG fielded a reasonable but not the best lineup with Donnarumma in goal, Hakimi, Danilo, Skriniar and Hernandez in backline. Manuel Ugarte was missing from the midfield when uh, the match started as he had had a quite a trip to South America where he was just back from. So it was Warren Zaire, Emery, Vitinha and Carlos Soler and frontline Dembele, Ramos and Mbappe who was wearing the captain's armband despite Danilo being on the pitch as well, so I guess that will tell us something about that particular hierarchy in PSG. 
And on record, if Mbappe signs a nice extension with PSG, I'm all for giving him the armband as our main captain. I, I know there's been issues, but if they can be sorted, I think he's a good captain, both for his example, but also because the French referees might have some respect for him. <laughs> not not one that would favor us in any way, but at least he would be hurt. Basically, what it should be by default. That's That's what I'm hoping for. This was one of those matches that was such a textbook league on action against us. Nice did all the right things. They defended well and were dangerous on counter-attacks. And it didn't help that our centre-back pairing was Danilo and Skrinja because as much as I like them both individually, we need a little bit more speed by at least one of the central defenders. And between the two of them, they, they struggle with sprinting backwards, catching up the quick league on forwards, especially since they don't have the automatic that we keep on coming back to with this team. And many great bits of performances by them, some pretty awkward ones also, and I'm not having a go, but in the bigger scheme of things, they can both play with anyone else, but together uh, they might struggle because of the speed and lack thereof. Uh, nice has a very good team. It has to be said, they have done pretty good business in Ligue 1 in recent years, getting players like Sofian Diop, Teremoffi and others, of course, They also have one of Ligan's top midfielders, Kepram Turam. Also, it's a solid squad and a well-functioning one at that. In this match, Moffi scored two goals and assisted another one to Laporte, who also assisted one for Moffi. One thing that Nice was, they were very effective. They didn't miss too many opportunities, but they scored three goals against us, and that literally, literally doubled our season's goals conceded. Before this match, there were three, and now there are six. Nice had very strong pressing and it started right next to our goal and they were able to ruthlessly punish us for the lack of cohesion with players who haven't yet gelled as a group. PSG had many opportunities, also not many amazing ones, I have to say that, but enough of them to score enough goals to win. But of course, conceding three isn't great, even if you win. Uh, certainly not when you don't. PSG got two goals and both of them were absolutely beautiful shots by Kylian Pape, but the aesthetic standard isn't considered when it comes to goals, only the amount of them, and this time it just wasn't enough. In summary, Nice was great and they did all the right things. PSG wasn't awful, even if there were large parts of the second half that were very forgettable. It doesn't take Nostradamus to predict that switching Manuel Ugarte to Carlos Soler won't help us in any way, and it did not. I'm not so delusional that I'd think that I know more about football than Luis Enrico, even Christophe Galtier last year, but I would like them to sit me down and explain what is the role that Carlos Soler plays in our team. Like, what makes them select him over any other player? Because there must be a reason, and it bothers me that I can't see it. And I'm not attacking Soler here, who seems like a nice guy. There was a nice video of him in the club's media few days ago and he has learned French very quickly in relatively short time. He's a good person, it seems, and a good football player in a right context. But what is his role in our context? Because he isn't quite physical enough for Ligue 1 and his abilities don't seem to be on a level that they would compensate for his lack of physicality. Of course, also using an attacking midfielder when your best defensive midfielder isn't available off balances the so far very well-functioning midfield as it has been. Perhaps putting Zé Emery as a six as he has been in the youth setup and bringing Fabian Ruiz next to Vitinha to bring in legs would be a better choice or even Shane Dua because 
on the other side, there was like said Kepram Turam and the likes, tall, quick, technical and powerful. Batukarte will probably play as much as possible this season and hopefully for the seasons to come and we hope he stays fit and informed just like I can't wait to get Nuno Mens back and I'm not saying that because I don't like Lucas Hernandez as our left back because he has been very good in that role but I also think that the team would benefit having him as a center back with Skriniar Omakinius or Danilo as long as there is some speed by one of them but in this match Enrique had to play the hand as it had been dealt after the international break and also on top of that some injuries. Usman Dembele and Gonzalo Ramos are both still waiting for their opening goal in our colors. I think it might be getting a little bit frustrating, which can lead into simply trying too hard. Uh, I come from a country where ice hockey is the big sport and they say that you're squeezing the stick. It's kind of like that. There isn't a kind of looseness of play visible and I get that because forwards are there to score goals and they don't tend to be very happy when they don't get them they want them but they are also very aware that this is what is expected from them there was a situation where Dembele and Ramos were on a counter attack together and I'm not saying it was the easiest place to pass for Dembele who had the ball as there was a defender in between them and uh, they were going quite fast but his angle was well covered by our former backup keeper Martin Bulka and the shot was so off target anyways that it looked like a parody of a football match whereas Ramos could have pretty much tapped in the ball into a half open goal. Marcin Bulka did have a good match also it has to be said I'm not regretting his departure from our colors because our keeper situation is as it is despite people having many criticisms for Donnarumma who wasn't admittedly having the night of his life but I haven't lost my trust in him if anything he has improved this season even if this match wasn't his best but Bulka back to him he refuses to lose to us and this was the second win he has taken from two matches he has been on goal against us the first one of course was Coupe de France one one and a half years ago or so there was a poll on Twitter that I saw after the match and it's good to keep in mind now that uh, it was straight after the defeat with certain segment of the fan base absolutely fuming as is typical but the account Paris Saint-Germain actualité was asking Should we put Keylor Navas back as our first keeper? And out of close to 6,000 submitted responses, 58% had said yes, uh, that he should be our starter. The poll hasn't yet closed as I'm recording, but this is the situation as I was just checking it before before pressing record. I will be eternally grateful to Keylor Navas for what he has done in our shirt, and I really like him, but This Tuesday, he conceded four goals against the United Arab Emirates in an international match with uh, Costa Rica. Uh, There's a chance that he isn't the guy we'll remember him as. And I'm not saying his career on top should be over or that he isn't a great backup option. Just that for now, I am happy with Donnarumma. Could we have a better keeper than him? Of course we could. Do we have a better keeper than him? I don't think so. All in all, this match highlighted the very predictable issue, which is a direct outcome of the summer's transfer overhaul of the squad. A new coach, new system, and so many new players, and they just don't know each other very well yet. It's perfectly normal, and I appreciate that we don't have all that much time for the players to familiarize with each other, what with the Champions League starting in a few days, but it is a process, and we are going to a positive direction. 
Randall Colomwani, who had his first match in our colors, wasn't just convincing on the pitch, which he very much was, I think, when he came in, but I also felt that his analysis after the match was sharp and on point. This is what he said to the club media PSG TV. It's true that it was a complicated match and we were against the great Nice team. They managed to stay calm and play their football and score goals, but we have to remember that this is a new team. It takes time and we have to play together. We have to know each other inside out, but there were some good things in this match also. And that is the thing. We need patience and whether we have it or not, we need the team to have some time. You can't expect realistically to have these changes in such a short time and for it to be immediately fully functional. This is a challenge for the coach first before anyone else, but also the players, of course, the attackers and defenders equally. Of course, also the midfield, but the trend is positive to me. All things considered, the mistakes seem like something that can be remedied bit by bit when the squad becomes a team, a unit that reads its own movement and intention. But we aren't there yet. Another thing that I saw online is that PSG hasn't had this few points at this stage of the season during the QSI era. This is the worst early part of the season we have had with five matches played, which I'm sure is true if the stats people have looked into it. The, the stats guys, they, they can be selective, but they tend to be accurate. Uh, looking at the picker picture, however, yes, there were a few moments when we lost the focus on the second half, but none of the matches so far where we have dropped points have been catastrophic. Uh, I don't like losing. No one likes losing. I don't like it, but I do think that it's best to keep cool head because This will take a little bit more time and every season, more or less, at least since 2016, we have had worse periods during the season and we have dropped points and usually it has happened due to playing pretty awful football, really uninspiring style, which in my opinion, we aren't currently playing. Against Nice, the team wasn't as sharp as it has been, but it wasn't that alarming in my opinion. In the end, it really doesn't matter when the points are dropped. If they are dropped, only how many you have after the last match they compare to the other teams. And that is, of course, what wins you the trophy. Uh, the rest of the matches this weekend haven't yet been played, so we don't know how this will impact our spot on the Ligon table. But this was match day five out of 34. Ligon is increasingly tough competition. And last year we won it by one single solitary point, but it's a long season for all teams and keeping up the perfect form or even a good form for a full season isn't the easiest thing to do for all of them. We always have this idea that you have these teams that are having like really great season, like one time when Monaco won, they really had a very good solid season. Or the other time when Lille won, they had a very good season. Last season, Lance was having a very good season, but it's it's not easy. It's not given. That's not something that uh, that we can just take for granted that other teams can keep on pushing for the entirety of the season. They're good, but it's it's not easy. And the truth is that no one knows how things will end. And we are still looking for that sharpness for this team. That understanding on the pitch, both ends of it. It's not just a little, but actually quite a lot premature to start guessing the final results of the season. It's like trying to guess whether it's sunny in Paris on the afternoon of May 7th or any other random time. I mean, we can all have a guess and if we get it right, we might feel like prophets who saw it all coming. But we all know it's just a guess and a speculation.
and we should not even think about things that are months away because we have something of a significant match coming in a couple of days and the next weekend it's time for Le Classique but before that we play against Borussia Dortmund. Dortmund is playing their last match before us this afternoon as I'm recording on Saturday, so I don't know how that is going to go, but they have had somewhat similar start to the season as what we have had even if in Bundesliga that puts them only ninth on the table. But in Germany they started playing a little later and uh, today they have their fourth round and so far they have one win and two draws, which is exactly the same what we had after the same amount of matches little earlier this year. So difficult to say anything concrete other than they haven't exactly smashed it out of the park either and they have a good team but quite different to the one we played against last time when we met them in the Champions League knockouts of course that's a while ago now I mean back then they had Holland Hakimi and Jadon Sancho and in between we have had Messi and they had Bellingham so a lot has changed and they don't have immediately obvious star power similarly like we might have as it's not even their style necessarily they have a lot of quality nevertheless and a lot of experience also and another thing to remember is that champions league isn't domestic football i mean obviously it isn't but what i mean is that even for us our domestic form has rarely meant anything one way or another in our european campaigns we have often won a match in champions league and then struggled immediately after in france uh, the one time when our domestic form correlated pretty accurately in european matches was earlier this year when we played equally forgettable football against bayern in the round of 16 as we played around that time in general in France also. Of course, good form is a good form, but these matches are their own entity and there's something about that anthem that hits home the sense of occasion. It gives a little bit of that urgency and what we can say for a fact is that Kylian Papu will bring his best self on the pitch. I think that is pretty inescapable. Not that he didn't against Nice with his two great goals, and I forgot to mention one thing, and it was pretty unbelievable to me, but Mbappe actually tracked back a fair few times against Nice. The the first goal for Teramofi actually came from Mbappe losing possession not far from our box, so it wasn't even entirely successful tracking back only, but it was sign of intent perhaps. Now that he is the leader, at least on the football level, perhaps he has to reconsider his work ethic on the other side of the halfway line as well. That is just an observation, but I think that uh, he will be coming with the vengeance because he might not want to be outshone in these European pitches by anyone. I think. Well, I certainly hope that it will be a great night of football on Tuesday night and that we get a good start for this group. That might just be quite unforgiving if we don't. I have some good news and not so good news from the women's side. PSG lost Trophée de Champions final last Sunday against OL despite playing pretty good match, a solid match. There were large parts of the match that I thought that we were the stronger team, the better team, despite Lyon always poaching our best players. But in the absence of goal scorers, as we still don't really have them, it wasn't enough. Not an alarming match by a long shot because we are the underdogs out of these two and the good news is that our captain, the heart, soul and the brains of the operation, I mean not just her but I'd say that she is the key to this team, Kraske Oro extended her contract until 2028 so she is one of the players who won't be running over the enemy line to Lyon and on top of that PSG also recruited a top centre-back which was desperately needed and that is Australian 
Claire Hunt, who had a great World Cup on her home soil last summer. That's really great news. And the proper season starts this Sunday night on the 17th against Bordeaux. Wishing the team best of luck for that match. And since only one team from France gets directly to UWCL group states, that is UEFA Women's Champions League, PSG was drawn to play against Manchester United in the preliminary round. And uh, the first of those two matches will be played on 10th of October, so in a couple of weeks or so. One last tiny bit of news is that Edouard Michoud has joined the Turkish club Adana Demispor on loan, wishing him good luck there playing with the likes of Benjamin Stambouli. Another one familiar face from Ligon, Mbaye Diang, and no less than Mario Balotelli, and under the watchful eye of the 1995 Champions League finals only scorer, the one who sealed the deal for what Thierry Henry has called the most impressive team in football. That's Ajax Amsterdam at the time, and the scorer that night, and now Edouard Michoud new coach, well, we PSG fans have a little bit more complex relationship with him, is the one Patrick Clivert. That is all for now. Thank you so much for listening. The week ahead is very busy. There's no rest in store, but on the bright side, at best, we will have a lot of good football entertainment and fingers crossed two wins from the two matches for men and good start for women in Division R. More next time and perhaps consider following the show on Twitter if you already haven't. It's at PSG Review Pod and on Instagram I recently opened a new account specifically for this show and that one is simply at PSG Review. So find me on those places and feel free to give feedback or ask questions if you have anything in mind. Also subscribe to the show if you haven't yet so you will get the episodes as soon as they are released. And if you enjoyed this you can also write a review or rate these shows in whichever platform you use. Take care, remember the breathe, and peace.